0: welcome to the heart soul wisdom podcast a journey of self-discovery and transformation moira sutton and her amazing guests share real life stories tools and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears obstacles and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy passion and happiness that you desire now here's your host create the life you love empowerment life coach moira sutton
1: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 41, Conscious Living, Travel, and Embracing Life, with our very special guest, travel blogger, Elise Saunders. In her corporate life, Elise was a controller for Hilton Hotel Corporation and Director of Human Resources, and in other companies, she ran, she was like Regional Director of Revenue, major positions she held. She created strategies to optimize the generation of revenue, but however, her story, she, she started to feel miserable at work and in her work, and she literally became ill with MS and many other health challenges. In 2013, Alice began working her way back to better health through diet, healing, the inner work, and nature baths, And she healed her stored emotions that were in her body. She was no longer interested in the corporate rat race or doing the same, you know, repetitive job day in, day out, just to pay the bills. She realized with her aha moment was life is short and she wanted to make the most of it now. This is why in 2020 as the impact of covid hit home for many of us she felt that life was very fragile and some of us take this for granted and life is precious. She implored her husband Greg the love of her life to give up his 12-hour work days in the hospitality industry so that they could sell everything and travel around the world. I love that. At first, he laughed off her suggestion and said, that would be a great idea for us when we retire. Next chapter, April 2021, Elise and her husband, Greg, did sell most of their belongings, let their lease expire, packed their two cats into the car, and they set out on an epic journey of living their dream as travel bloggers. Their hope for you is to inspire And empower you to live every day to the fullest, push through boundaries and fears, get out of your comfort zone. And really, they are sharing amazing places that they visit and experience across the globe. So without further ado, this is very exciting. I would like to introduce you to Elise Saunders. Welcome, Elise.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is fun.
1: We are soul sisters. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I know you have your cats there. So when people hear them now, just know they're part of their soul family. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's Delilah saying hello. Delilah, what a neat name. And the other thing is, you know, Elise shares about being authentic in business. And frankly, this is what I think authenticity looks like. You know, you don't shh to the cat. No, the cat wants to share and say, you know, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so yeah. Very, very cool. So again, we are kinder stores, souls. We we both love to travel. We like adventure, you know, uh, different cultures, people, and really making that leap from the safety net and living our dream life. You know, you began that life in the corporate world, as we said in your intro, and you had a six-figure income. Mind you, yes. you started to have mental health issues. Tell us about that. What happened? And how did you start to know that you had to make big changes? And, you know, maybe you didn't know yet you had to do inner healing work and really change the trajectory of your life.
2: Yeah, I really didn't know Mm -hmm. um, that I needed to do the healing work. Mm -hmm. I honestly kept telling people when that was coming up, like, oh, no, no, you know, I went through years of therapy. I've dealt with that, you know, like some sort of package, you know, that you just, can put away in a closet. Like I, I'm done with that. Right. Um, and it it kept coming back up. Um, I was my misery kept growing. Um, and my illnesses kept coming on. I kept having the onset of new illnesses. And of course in society, I had always heard like, Oh, stress can make you sick. And I thought, sure, maybe it gives you like an ulcer or something, but I didn't really understand or think that it could give you multiple sclerosis, that it could give mm-hmm. you arthritis, that it could, you know, it, it. the list just kept going on and on. Mm-hmm. And I was on a journey mm-hmm. to heal my MS, to heal my illnesses. I believed that I could. So at least I had that going for me at the time. But I was running into dead ends as far as getting resources. So I just kept plodding along, obviously, exercise, uh, eating right. And from the mental and emotional aspect, someone had said to me, I think that your issue is emotional. I literally looked at her and told her to fuck herself. (laughs) I did. Um, and now that's you know, a
1: new but, word on my podcast there, at least, sorry, <laughs> no, you're but being real. I get the, the that, just, that yeah. was
2: authentically me at the time. Yes. yes. And no, that's so okay. I kept searching. Um, and I, I ran across someone else. I was doing a, a thermograph, uh, still searching for answers medically. And she said to me, I think that your issues are emotional. And she pulled out a book And she started looking up all my symptoms and started telling me emotionally what was connected to those symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I sat back and went, Well, (laughs) she just described me inside and out without knowing me. She just met me. And so when it hit me that dead on, I thought, Well, maybe. Maybe there is something there. You know, I, I thought that I had overcome my childhood trauma, but maybe I didn't. And so, with that, I then set out to focus on that aspect, list, looking for resources, um, found someone who I still practice with weekly. Um, And really came to definitively understand that my illnesses were directly related. Mm -hmm. In the corporate world, I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to feel how miserable that I was. I didn't want to feel the inauthenticity that I was living every day. I didn't want to feel that I didn't belong there, that I was meant for something completely different. And so when you think about it, you know, MS numbed me. It was, you know, my nervous system went dead. I was numb from my feet all the way up to my shoulder blades. And so literally my body responded with my thoughts of, okay, you're not going to feel anything. And so, you know, as I look back on that, it's like, wow, you know, that those first moments of understanding that your body listens to you, Mm -hmm. that your body hears, (laughs) that your body responds, and it's this thought, emotion, physical combination that really started to open my mind and help me understand that interaction that I truly had no understanding of before that moment. Mm -hmm. They all seemed separate to me, which is crazy now that I look back on that.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's a great message for people because when, you know, people can say the line, like, you know, you know, it's been part of my logo with, I used to have three, well, I still have the three dolphins and I used to have a wave. for people to see either the downward spiral or the upward spiral, but going within like what they saw in that imagery, but you know, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial are all connected. And, and if people start like consciously, which we're going to talk about paying attention to things that show up, people, circumstances, events, health issues, um, you know, to really see the gift in that of the growth that you yes. can have and the, and the expansion. And you talk about, Um, in your marriage at one point there you were saying when we talked briefly about who you felt you had to become to be that person that you wanted to be in a relationship because as as you know I just came back to my 30th wedding anniversary with my soulmate Cliff yes and you know it wasn't all roses for 32 years we're together we worked at it and we believed in it and one thing we really learned is to to listen to the other person and respect them and you know, encourage them and all those things. But it's it's that growth and and guess, like you said, who you had to become along the way, um, really a better person. Um, and to grow and and it's part of that journey. So you started with this journey, and then we're going to talk about the epic journey you started with. So how did you do that in work? Like turn off your emotions? Did you just, if you had emotional thought or feeling, you just went and had a coffee or um, just kept working because a lot of people keep busy.
2: Um, so yeah, I, I mean, when I say I turned off my emotions, like I literally through training Mm -hmm. disconnected my emotional field from Mm -hmm. my body. So I was emotionally numb. I mean, I would look at my husband and say, literally say this, I know that I love you but i don't feel it anymore
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know it was um it, it was training that started when i was small you know mm-hmm. through childhood trauma um you know just that priming to not express emotion because it might trigger my parents or it might trigger someone that was around me that would create this negative response that taught me that the expression of how I felt was not okay. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me understand as a small child, I can't express myself. So I was feeling, but I was keeping it inside, storing that emotion, good emotion, right it's obviously good or bad as a judgment but you know just for conversation's sake let's say joy happiness good emotion i stored that um anger frustration sadness you know all of that was stored as well um and so as i was in this corporate situation feeling these massive feelings where i was not being authentic with myself then it was easier for me to transform into a space of then I'm just not gonna feel anything. I am going to immediately like store it, store it, store it. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what also bred a lot of that illness that I was experiencing because I do believe that when you, that's my experience, that when you store these emotions, illness works in tandem with that, Heavy stored emotion, especially the more that you store, the more ill my experience was that I was going to get. So, part of my journey has been to reconnect my emotional field with my energy um, and then learn to feel. This is Mm -hmm. really the first time in my whole life, ever since I was tiny, that I am expressing emotion. It is still something that I struggle with. I'm much better at expressing joy and happiness. I still struggle with expressing anger because it was so indoctrinated in me that anger is bad. We do not we de- you know, we don't express any emotion but we definitely don't express anger. And so, you know, that one is still really tough for me to feel that it is safe that I am safe, the world is safe if I am angry and if I express that, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that has been part of that emotional journey of learning to express, um, actually expressing it and reconnecting that emotional field, making me into a whole person again. And as a whole person, oh my gosh, I am so much more powerful in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think also it's important to, like you're saying with different emotions and that we label them because I know from this move before we, when we sold our home in London, Ontario, we, it was sold, we didn't have another home and people are like, you have another home, right? We said, no. Now, if it was just uh, Cliff and I, we would have been fine with Living in like not a hut, but we don't really need a lot. We 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 have a beautiful home. We had a beautiful home, but it's not like we needed that. Um, But there was anxiety around that a little bit underneath that was coming up. And and then when we moved, there was still anxiety here. And I even said to my husband the other week, "Why why is this anxiety coming up?" Like, and I deal. I work with people with emotions, but my own, you know, my own. I was like, "Why am I anxious? Everything's good." And da 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 da. And then we realized. We're only two months here, and there's, it was a very difficult move um, with our moving company and stuff, and other stuff that came up financially, and lawyers, and it, it there was a lot more to it. And, and it's almost like don't forget that was part of that, and that's you're still feeling that. And so just honor that. And if you feel like crying or going away and not hiding, but taking space for yourself, do it. <laughs> and you know that was part of us going away for three days um, into Halifax here from where we are in Nova Scotia, just to having new, you know, scenery and, and relax and do nothing if you wanted to yes Just do nothing. And that's okay to do nothing. You don't have to pack things full. And I realized that, that, you know, when we're back at home, it's like, oh, I have this to do or this to do. There's always something to do, but there will always be something to do. So it's really to enjoy the moment. And, uh, and you talk about that very much in the present and to honor all emotions. Um, yes and maybe with anger just have a way of dealing with that could be punching a pillow it could be just um you know whatever you want to do with that it could be just acknowledging the anger going in thanking the anger maybe asking the anger what what is this about just giving insights and I was asking about the anxiety it wasn't until Cliff said that you know be kind to yourself we've just Mm -hmm. moved (laughs) and we moved across progress with you know my mom who's 94 with a walking disability and our family and a big move. We have never done that as a family. Cliff and I have done moves, but as a family. So to acknowledge it, it's good for people to hear that.
2: Yes, I have a foam bat. That's that's how I'm expressing ah. my anger. Um, I use it on a bed or a couch. Um, but, you know, I still, stru- I, I've done it a couple times, you know, actually using the bat. Uh, I'm still struggling with really going there, you know, being in that space for more than a few seconds Mm -hmm. being in that space for a few seconds. That's a massive win for me because it's so indoctrinated in me that anger is not okay, Mm -hmm. that no one is safe in the presence of anger. And so I can, I can use the bat for a few seconds and I am still hitting the wall of, okay, that's enough. Right. Um, because it's that fear, that belief that was indoctrinated into me of this is not safe. This is not okay. You know, chaos could ensue. People could get hurt because, you know, there was a lot of uh, physical uh, violence in my childhood. So, you know, I'm still working to get through that barrier that's keeping me enslaved by these beliefs that no longer serve me mm-hmm. um but i'm i am working on it i'm going to get there it's it's a journey it's a process every it a day it's a process
1: mm-hmm. good for you good for you so we're talking about conscious with the the title this conscious living and embracing you know the the life that you truly want what's your yeah. advice for somebody who that might be really scary for them or they feel stuck in their, in this daily routine. You know, they're going, what I say is they're going through the motions with no emotion. So how, what's your advice for them to start to create the life they love? It's what I teach, but I want to know what your journey and how you can share your wisdom with that for somebody to, yeah.
2: Yeah. So the thing that I would share Um, is what my guide said to me that radically changed my life. Mm. What would you do if there were no limits, if there were no barriers, if money was not an object, if there wasn't an excuse, if there wasn't a responsibility, if there wasn't a something, what would you do if there were no limits? Mm -hmm. What is your heart's desire. That's what she said to me. She said, happiness is living your heart's desire. And that really struck me because I didn't know. I didn't know what my heart desired. And so I really had to meditate. I really had to take the time to connect to my heart. Again, it's part of this emotional reconnection process that I went through and I'm still going through, um, was to spend the time connecting with my heart, asking my higher self those questions and trying to imagine a life because I'd lived so much in my past What would I do if there were no limits? If I was untamed, if I was uncaged, if I was not indoctrinated, if I had limitless beliefs that anything was possible, what would I be doing? And so that was a journey in itself to connect with my heart's desire. And it was a process of listening, of loving, of being patient, of waiting. And over time, that connection started to reveal answers. And we started to, it it was hard for me to imagine limitless because I'd been so indoctrinated, so caged, and I had lived with such limiting beliefs in every aspect of my life for so long. Trying to imagine something that was truly limitless was very hard for me. And so Greg and I, every night when he would come home from work, we would play this game and we would imagine all the places that we we wanted to go. We loved travel um, early in our marriage. And so we would, oh, where would we go? What would we do? What fun we would have, right? We were seeing it. We were feeling it um, in our bodies And the joy that that inspired. And so the more that we talked, we realized in playing this game of what would we do if there were no limits? It all kept coming back to travel, where we would go, what we would do, all the fun we would have. And so it's like, oh, oh, we're supposed to be traveling like this (laughs) is this is our passion. But it was through playing that game. It was through imagining limitless potential because in my limited world, I believed, well, we've got to have money to do that. We've got to have, you know, a place to go. We've got to have all the details worked out, right? Obviously, you can see I was still working through a lot of control Um, rather than just leaning into the universe and realizing that once I spoke it. Once my heart's desire was connected to me with intention that the universe was going to meet me, it was going to start opening doors. It was going to help me create. I didn't have to worry about the details. I didn't have to be in control. The universe was going to create it with me, for me, helping me all along the way Um, If I would only lean into that flow of life, if I would only (coughs) let go of the need to control that. And so that would be my advice. Mm -hmm. Imagine limitless potential, limitless opportunity, and to the best of your ability, lean into the power of the universe to help you create it.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know that my my book, when I get back to working on it, it's at the end, it's at like of the editing and that. So the universe is calling you an inward sacred journey to your heart, soul, and self love, where it all starts. The big part of that, with because I teach about co-creation and that is, as you were saying, it's there's trust, there's belief in there, there's letting go of the how because our yeah. limited minds are limited. We we can't yes. imagine, and I know that Cliff even says at times. This, this home that we purchased, literally, we I've never been to Nova Scotia. Um, I've been to New Brunswick once for Highland Games when I was 13 or 14 um, and with my mom. And, you know, we know that we wanted water. We knew right now that we're caretakers to my mom. We, we knew that we wanted nature. We wanted community. We wanted privacy. We wanted, like, certain things we had on our list. And then we found this home. And so we saw it virtually and we bought it virtually and it's everything we can imagine. And Cliff saying, how, how did we create this home? It's so beautiful. And what we got like right now, when I'm looking out, you saw the back behind me, the land yes, country road, I'll show you the other one later, but the, the, the view of the lake and Cliff just came back in this morning from his canoe ride. It's just spectacular. And I just, in every moment, I have a lot of gratitude and appreciation, which is another part of, the law, you know, the law yes. of the universe is to be in that state because the more you're truly in that state and you align with you know your higher self and unlimited potential, as you were saying, unlimited in our life, just all the infinite possibilities that we have, what we can experience. And you you both are definitely doing that with your travel, which is such a great message for my listeners because I know who they are and that's what they want. So th- th- that's excellent. Now you talk about, I like this thing the gold about, you know, in the gold is about getting started and overcoming those fears. Um, As we just said, that whole thing. How do you know, I know that people have to make a decision, take a step, and then the next step shows up, but you have to keep taking those steps. And you can't see the whole picture sometimes, but you have to trust. So explain your your theory around this, you know, this gold. And and also you talk about You know, most of us, the world's focused on the end goal, which we set goals. Tell me about your whole thing feeling around setting goals and the gold and the gold and just your terminology around that.
2: Sure. I think that one of the ways the collective keeps us limited is by holding up examples of millionaires, billionaires, um, people who have been doing something for decades look like at least that they have it all figured out. This is our definition of success, right? As the collective. Um, It's status, it's money, it's power, it's I've been doing this for so long. And I think that that in itself, people look at that and go, oh, wow, you know, we compare, right? Which is so deadly, So we compare ourselves to those images that the collective serves up, and I think that that is what keeps a lot of people from making a step. We forget that all those people started somewhere, Um, and it is, I feel, my purpose, part of my purpose to help remind people that the definition of success is defined by you. Mm-hmm. For me, the definition of success is that I am doing something every day that brings me joy, that brings me happiness, that allows me to be my most authentic self. That is my definition of success. Notice I didn't say anything about money. Mm-hmm. Our society functions on it. So obviously, that's how we survive in this human earthly realm. Um, but my definition of success no longer is about financial. I had money and I had misery. Now I want happiness and joy. And I feel that when you're living your most authentic life, you can manifest the money as a byproduct, mm-hmm. but it's no longer the thing. For me, And I think that the gold is in the journey, in a, mm. in a collective society where we are destination addicted, right? Let's roll that back and let's remember that the earthly journey, the human existence is about learning. It's not about getting somewhere. And honestly, as soon as we get somewhere, what do we think? Where am I going next? There is no true, quote, destination. In this plane. And so it's about the journey. It's about getting started. It's about connecting to that heart's desire, that conscious moment of purpose, and taking that first step. Do I have goals? Absolutely. From a manifestation purpose, I tell the universe, oh, it'd be really cool if I could X, if I could do these things. For me, goals are, I want to have as big of an impact on other people's life as I possibly can. I want to break generational trauma of my family lineage. I want to experience happiness and joy. I want connected, compassionate, loving relationships with the people who matter to me. From a business standpoint, you know, that's even part of that. I want to communicate and connect and inspire as many people to live their most authentic life. Thus my tagline, create a life wild and free. And so that is what I feel my purpose as a person and in my business is. So it's about making those steps toward that goal. What is going to get me closer to having An authentic, compassionate, loving relationship with someone? What is going to get me closer in my personal and business life to being able to model my journey, my authenticity for others to inspire them to live their best life? So it's about taking one step and being in the moment with that step, not being future, not being past, trying to learn. To be in the moment with where I am, what that step is that's going to continue to propel me toward the person that I have communicated to the universe that I want to be, but then let it go with the universe so that the universe can continue to work for me. So I'm letting go of that control, trusting in the universe that it's going to provide me those opportunities that I need to continue to grow myself to continue to build relationships and to continue to inspire others.
1: Mm -hmm. And there again, where we're sister soul sisters and our message and our purpose, you know, we're both on the same page and we do it a little differently, but that's the cool thing about it because yes, you know, I I was, when I used to do networking, live networking events, and I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years, uh, always in healing and teaching and, Really, the tagline, create the life you love, has been around a long time (laughs) because, again, I've been over 30 years. I've been an entrepreneur. So, you know, minds create the life you love on your terms. And that's important to me, that little addition that people do not compare themselves. And exactly they do it their way. And one thing I found being down east here, um, well, it'll be Monday and then it'll be Friday. Now, this week, going away for three days, every day felt like a weekend. We just weren't we were not in time. And we were just being, and, and then like today, like there's Monday now it's Friday again. And it's, it's sort of like, you know, we've created a new ritual here. It's getting cooler here now, but you can go out with a coat on, you know, sitting on the front porch and having our coffee and waving at the neighbors. I can't see them (laughs) even with my glasses, but you see them waving. Like it's, it's a country community and it's something, you know, at least that, you know, my parents had a hundred acres, we called it a farm Uh, Some other people had their cows on there um, and they built our fences. It was like a barter thing. My father and mother built a home on there. They planned to retire there, but they didn't. My father passed and they didn't. But when I used to go up there and took friends up there in my 18, kind of 17, 18 years, um, I used to tell people you can't have TV. In those days, you didn't have all these computers. You have to either go read a book or put the fire on or, you know, go walk the land, the hundred acres, go to the stream, but just enjoy the outdoors. And I always love that. It wasn't living in Toronto. Um, if I looked at the Toronto versus the country, it was the country I wanted. And that's what I have now. And it's, it's that again, what you're saying and I teach that, you know, you, you're co-creating in every nanosecond. Yes. So be aware of what you're focused on and what you're saying, even to yourself. It's not about yes. just saying to other people. It's like, what are you saying to yourself? Like, you know, we're gone and I don't eat a lot of sweets and stuff. Um, and, but I, we had all these gifts given to us with <laughs> Naomi bars and all this chocolate and rich food and not something that we do here in champagne. And, you know, and I came home, I went on the scale today, I went, oh, you know, you're, and then I thought big deal, you know, it, who cares? You'll get back into walking and, you know, exercising. It's just being in the moment, just really enjoying that. So thank you for that. How, by the way, how do you travel with your two cats? How, how do you move them to new locations and when you're outdoor, do they have like, you know, that and have their adventure? Are those those cats that I've seen in pictures, they're in a backpack or they have a, you know, a leash. So you're protecting them. How do you travel with those cats?
2: Um, So we stay in Airbnbs uh, Mm -hmm. as we travel. Uh, Both of them are indoor cats. My female cat especially uh, does not like dirt. Uh, She does not like water. She is the queen. She reigns over all of us. And so (laughs) she would never consider going to what they call the outside that would just not be an option for her. <laughs> and so we we um, have a conversation with them and let them know before we get to are getting ready to go to the next location, you know, exactly what's happening. Aww. So we have a conversation. We tell them, you know, that we're off to our next location, that they're going to be okay. You know, mom and dad are going to be packing. We're mm-hmm. going to be packing all the stuff up again. Their scratch pad, their litter box, their food will take very good care of that. And that will be, you know, at the next location when we arrive, we're going to get in the car. We're going to stay overnight in a hotel because it's a long drive, but that everything is going to be OK, that we're there for them, that we love them and that everything is going to be fine. Oh, so we wonderful. we have this conversation with them and let them know um, that they are safe. right? Because mm-hmm we think that animals, the collective believes, you know, that the animals are dumb or not as superior as humans. Right. And so, um, you know, that is not my belief. I especially have a significant connection when it comes to animals. And so one of the things when I was a child is I really was able to communicate with them and, that was lost as I continue to, to grow up. It's something that with my healing journey, I'm starting to reconnect to. So I know that they can understand me. I believe I can get to a point someday where I can understand them and hear them. Um, but that day is not yet today. So I just communicate with all animals that I encounter, because I know that they can hear me. I know that they understand what I'm saying. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that our cats don't also have stored emotion. Our cats, especially, are tremendous healers in our life. And I believe that they've taken on some of our emotional trauma that maybe we haven't been able to process. Um, And so I believe that they carry that burden. So sometimes in the travels, they have some anxiety. Um, And so we try and make the transition as comfortable as possible for them.
1: Oh, wonderful. If you listen to some previous, I know you're both very busy, some previous um, interviews I've done and some of them with very close friends, um, there's about how to learn some courses in there to talk to your animals and, you know find out, to start that conversation. Like I speak to spirit and I speak to nature and I have my nature totems, uh, a hawk and an owl and the fairy realm. And so I say hello to, I was always talking to the trees in this, the lake and that before we got here. So that's part of my life every day. And we didn't know we have these huge crows. There's a lot of them in Nova Scotia because they, they feed the crows, a lot of people here. And it was a new experience for us like why are you feeding crows um we didn't quite understand it but crows represent from coming they're they're intelligent but they also they they're about creation from within so from the darkness into the light so if you're writing or you're creating anything cooking you know whatever a garden um they're all about that so they're all i just turned around they're all on the lawn here and now I love the crows. I didn't understand <laughs> that in the city, but I understand it right. now. How, what would you say to people who, because we're going to j- dive into this travel blogger. Did you, First of all, do you feel like someone else who wants to become a travel blogger? And how did you get there to start blogging? Do they need a course, a teacher, a mentor? Or do they just start writing when they're traveling or writing about, yeah, when they're experiencing that with travel? And I want to also dive into COVID in a minute, but first let's look at did you ever say to yourself, oh, I'm going to become a travel blogger? Was that something that was in your vocabulary?
2: No. no. Oh, no. Um, but I I am asked regularly by people because they're so fascinated with the life that we live. Like, how did you get into this? Mm-hmm. And the answer is almost comical. I look at them deadpan face and <laughs> say, I decided. Hmm. I did. I just I decided. Mm-hmm. You know, Greg and I went through that phase of of trying to live in that limitless, limitless potential of what would we be doing. Mm-hmm. We we realized that both of our hearts desire was centered around travel, adventure, experiences, meeting new people,
1: mm-hmm.
2: getting out of the very suffocating routine that I was experiencing in my everyday life. Because as I was on my healing journey and started to heal, I was taking up more space in the world. And living in a very tamed life, very centered around routine, was not helping me get where I wanted to in my healing. I was craving change. Boy, did I get it. (laughs) everything changes in this world. Um, And so, um, you know, I came up with, well, what does that look like? And of course, as I said to you earlier, the universe supports you, the universe Uh helps you. So here's what happened. We've decided on travel, but what does that look like? Was the space we were in. And so, I I reconnected with a childhood best friend miraculously all the years since decades since I had seen her. This is the moment that I'm like, you know, I should call up so-and-so, reconnect with her. So I do this. I drive hours to see her, meet with her, meet her kids, her husband. We're talking. She goes, I have something for you. She comes out with a notebook that I had actually gifted her. And, you know, 30 some, 35 years later, she hands and gifts me back the notebook that I had given her of stories that I had written. And it was a, an amazing moment for me. And here's why. Because those stories were Helpful in illuminating the person I was before even more indoctrination, before the world told me who and what to be. This was a glimpse at my authentic self, much more untamed. These stories were about multi-dimensions. These stories were about different planets and time travel and. I was like, whoa, who is this girl that wrote these? It was me. Mm -hmm. And for her to give those to me in that moment where I was searching and asking for answers, I went, ah, thank you universe, because you've helped me connect to a part of myself of, I loved to write. I loved to write. I love to write stories. I love using language to create imagery, to convey emotion, to connect with people. To me, language is an art. And I always felt that way, even in the corporate world, trying to articulate something in a certain way. And so um, to, in that moment, be gifted these stories connecting to the authentic person that I am I went oh that's it that's it it's it's something with writing but I still didn't have the word blogger so here's Mm -hmm. the next thing that the universe did Greg and I are watching Christmas shows it was a uh, I don't know Hallmark Lifetime something and there was Christmas shows on in the middle of July And there was a particular show about this woman who went to this obscure town, had these amazing experiences with the people, and she was a travel blogger. She wrote, she did videos, she took pictures about her travel experiences and i in the middle of the show i look at greg i was like that's it that's it it's writing it's photography it's everything that i love that's it it's travel blogging that's how we're going to do it that's it that's it i was so excited so
1: how were you that sounds like a big aha moment
2: <laughs> it was it, it i mean you know even the the small stories being re-gifted to me, like that was a major aha moment. Like all of these things just came together because I said to the universe, help me figure this out, you know? And it, of course, the universe responded in the a way that if I had tried to create that, I could never have created this, the synchronicity and the purposefulness that the universe was able to create, that was just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just in that moment, it was like, Oh, I have to decide now. And so I said, okay, this is it. I decide I'm going to be a travel blogger. And so my advice to anybody out there, whether you, your passion is art, your passion is crafting, working with horses, you know, um, Uh, psychology, like whatever it is, make a decision. We get so caught up in the collective's belief that there has to be someone who validates you from the outside to say that you are something. Like I have to go to school and get a degree in art in order to be a art critic or whatever, right? We are constantly... Told by the collective that the answer is outside of us. And that is completely why so many of us struggle with limiting beliefs. The answer is always, always inside of us. There's nothing outside of us that we need. It is everything we need is inside of us. And so I did not need to take anything, to do anything, to quote, become. A travel blogger. It was a decision. And then I put together a website and then I set out on the road. Now, I will tell you, it doesn't mean that I didn't need a few things to help me learn how to do SEO and, you know, how to, um, you know, navigate some of the blogging techniques or, you know, of course, that was very helpful. But to become a travel blogger, It was literally a decision followed by very small steps of action toward what I had decided to become.
1: Mm -hmm. I I have. uh, Thank you, Elise. Um, You know, I tell people that it's the, the philosophy is be do have it's not about having first as you spoke about earlier a lot of us think we don't have the money and that's the story that we have around that we don't live our dreams or we don't know our dreams but but if you just start really looking at you know what do you love and even as a child you know i was always caring and wanting to teach and then when i applied for and i did a lot of volunteer work worked with a lot of special needs children um, because i wanted to teach elementary school back then i think i had like a b B minus B, B plus, somewhere around the B. <laughs> and, but I had, I had a lot of volunteer work that I had done and I had traveled quite extensively when I applied for university and then traveled a lot into my 20s before I met Cliff when I was 30. But the fact is that, you know, it was this whole thing that you don't need the money. It's just like that B do have, you don't need the money first. It's like first find, discover what you love to do and just yeah. imagine, like you said, unlimited. What if you, money wasn't the issue because that's a big part of our story and we do need money. We have to pay our bills in that. So it's not to be, you know, no. Um, But even if you're just paying off bills and you're, you don't have that extra money out there, which a lot of us do not. It's like, but dream, what, what would it be like, you know, and, and really, you know, shoot for the moon, not crazy, but, but shoot for what that is. And again, that's how we landed here and we couldn't be happier um, because through the years, Cliff and I, one of our passions along with travel was sailing. Because I think I told you, that was one of the leaps that 31 years ago, it was Cliff's idea <laughs> that we would sell everything and purchase our boat and live in the Bahamas on our sailboat. Right. And I was 30 and he was 40. And I thought he was going through a midlife. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was already an entrepreneur and he was in a very good job. So he had that the, the money behind him. Um I already knew what it was like to start to be an entrepreneur and learn the ups and downs of that, to learn how to manifest and everything behind learning your business. And um, no, we we ended up, we did it. We, we sold, like you, most of our belongings. We only stored very few at our parents' home and off we went. And we didn't really have uh, an end target date when we would come back with that. We ended up coming back because we more or less ran out of money. But the fact is, it was an adventure. And we thought about that every day for 31 years. And we've been on boats and spoken on cruise lines and done lots of things through the years. But this being on the water here has brought us back and to also, you know, be there for our family. Um, so but that dreaming and going, doing it and making a decision, making a decision is huge when you just make a decision and let go of the outcome. You can yes. imagine what it is, but let go because it's going to be probably better than you thought, like us manifesting this home. It's like we we downsized and, you know, it, it was a really good feeling as you and, you know, Greg will know that I we want to downsize even more here because we don't want stuff. And even yesterday, being in Nova Scotia and going into little stores, you know, to see little gifts for Christmas and that because this is just the gift, our home and our health and well-being. But we right. thought... We're like, we don't need those little things. That's really cute. But, you know, first of all, where would we put it? We got rid of things. We want to get rid of more things. So, but it's nice just to look at it. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, I have really nice perfume and oils. I use things like that, but those are part of my lifestyle. So let's just, you know, with COVID now. Okay. So usually we go away every year with our anniversary, at least two weeks or plus to the Caribbean or somewhere in the world. Our last trip was to to cruise to Hawaii and end up over in Vancouver where I've never been, but with COVID and everything, we canceled that. How, how do you travel with COVID? Which, you know, because our family's decided we won't be right now flying or so we won't be on a plane. We won't be on a cruise line. We won't be on a train. We're, we've, we've traveled in the car, of course, to get here also, but we're not deciding to do that for our family right now. Which how, how do you guys deal with that? That whole thing with COVID and embracing life. And how do you see travel unfolding safely now?
2: That is a great question. I know it's Um, a big one. (laughs) It is no, but uh, I, it's one that people are very curious about. So I am asked often and here's, here's my best answer. Okay. Having lived so long, in a lot of the beliefs indoctrinated beliefs of the collective watching the news etc i was consumed by fear of everything like everything i have had so many fears and i still have so many more fears to overcome and to replace with new beliefs what where i am right now is that I can't control anything in the world. Part of me learning to let go of control is learning to come to this realization that the only thing that I have control over is me. I try to the best of my ability to live in the reality that I create. The reality that I create is like a bubble around me. This is my reality, my world, and in my world where I am in only control of me, I do not live in fear. I believe that the world and myself as I navigate the world is safe, joyous, that I'm going to meet people that are going to change my life that are going to inspire me, that are going to help me along my journey. I don't watch the news. So for example, I cannot tell you when we go to the Florida Keys, what their COVID numbers are. I don't live in that world. Now, if we go to a restaurant that says masks are required, we put the mask on and we go in. If we arrive in a small town, which typically is our focus, in a lot of small towns, COVID is not a big concern for them. And so a lot of the places do not require masks, do not require any special accommodation. Um, And so, you know, then we go in and, you know, we may or may not in that moment choose to wear or not wear a mask. And so for me, it's about doing and going and being who I am, where I want to go, doing what I want to do. Now, I will also tell you, It's not like I'm going to a wedding with two or 300 people. I'm not getting on a cruise line. That is not my particular choice. That is not what I choose for me. I choose to navigate small towns, beaches, restaurants, events, and typically those have smaller numbers of people. And in my world where there's love and compassion and joy and fun and adventure, I feel that that is the right place for me. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, for sure. We, you know, it's interesting here. When I was in like the Toronto newspaper, my mom loves having the newspaper, you know, every Saturday, and she used to get the Toronto Star even in London. Here, we started getting this paper, but there's something about Nova Scotia that, um, for for myself, the community and everything, I I do see the numbers. I don't look every day. <laughs> we're 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 uh, we're on the eastern shore. So, you know, I just saw today, came through on my news, like there's zero cases here. Um, but these people also here they meet outside. They don't we don't go into each other's homes in that. Um, but um, like you're saying, two smaller areas and versus Halifax the other day, they they have high numbers, but we did wear masks. We and I didn't know how to do that because I hadn't been at a restaurant for over two years.
0: <laughs> so, right.
1: you know, you walk in, you show your ID, you show your little scan and, you know, but everybody in that restaurant had to have that. Um, and that, and then they did everything very safely. But uh, no, I just wondered during the COVID because getting on, like, we have a wonderful Christina, I'll just say, Christina um, Alonso. she's from Puerto Rico. She's a, a sole daughter, soul sister. Um, it's like we've we've adopted her into our family. Many years ago when we spoke on cruise lines, we met her whole family on the cruise from Puerto Rico. she she travels. She lives life fully. She does it safely. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, when she has to have those fourteen days, you have to stay before. She still lives life to the fullest. And, you know we she's just an amazing young woman. and it's it's not about walking around fearful, but, you know, literally safely. So that's why I wanted to ask you a little bit about Mm -hmm. that. And it's interesting. I just want to honor my brother. He's passed. uh, He went back to spirit two years ago, just past Halloween. Um, He uh, passed. uh, He had cancer. So he was in pain. So he went back to no pain. And, you know, one thing he taught me um, bigger than the way that I live life, Ethan, is that he did it his way. Like, you know, he did his motorcycles, his sailboats, his flying, his scuba diving, he just did it his way. And people had criticism, he just did it his way. And he always did it his way. And, you know, his partner, she didn't always like that. But the fact is that when he passed, she said, you know, he's a very caring person, loving, and he did his life his way on his terms. So I think I love that, it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very important to know that because you really don't know. Um, You know, again, at least, you know, when my husband got got sick with cancer and then had heart surgery nothing mattered nothing right. but him and i told my family if we had to sell everything to pay for medication that i'd live in a a hut i'd live in a tent like he's the most important thing to me my whole life i i love him so for my heart and so i have no words to say how much i love him <laughs> and um you know it was like that's what's important your health and well-being And then realizing you don't know how many days you might think like, you know, your story there that I read with Greg, like when you were talking to him to tell him about this journey, you wanted to go on. And he said, you know, to more or less wait, you know, when you retire, you'll go do that Mm -hmm. versus, you know, his, I think it was his mother who passed from cancer and they were waiting to retire to to travel. Yes. Yeah. So you just don't know It's You don't have to wait for a health crisis. It's decide that. I think that's a big message that you had today. Um, I'm on the same page, but that's a great message to just decide, don't put any limitations on it, decide what it is you want, and then leave it to the universe, get out of your own way, the how, and then start taking steps because look at what you're both doing and such an inspiration for people that also want to do this. Elise, can you share, we could go on. I know that you and I <laughs> i can see that right now. And I'm also looking at the time. So I'm thinking of both. But could you share the special gift that you would like to give to the listeners today? And again, all the links to your gift and how to reach you will be listed below the show notes. So you don't have to say the, the link, it'll be there. But what special gift do you want them to have from you?
2: Absolutely. So I have a ebook on the website um, and basically that link will get you started with one out of many ways to have a very similar life, to get on the road, to make money very easily. It walks you through every single step. Additionally, you can always hit the contact button. There are many ways that I can answer questions, work with you to help you understand what the daily life is, challenges, Um, you know, definitely walk any of your listeners through how to get started, how to connect with their heart's desire, get on the road um, and create a, a life wild and free.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Lisa. I'd also, what I'm doing now on this, because we're building a community, it's like a snowball effect that my, this shows about inspiring and empowering people to live their best life on their terms. So like your story, that's what I want people to hear that you're coming authentically sharing, you know, some challenges you've had in your life and how you've overcome them and how daily you still have challenges as we all do. And, you know, to really, focus on what it is we want. So I, I'd like to, if people today, if you'd like to hear more heartfelt conversations like Elise and real life stories that really inspire and empower you to live your best life, I'd like to invite you to join our community, like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss any of these episodes. And each guest, each guest gives a very unique gift for you, which is important to me because you're important to myself and the people that come on. are. I select them very Carefully in a sense, not carefully, like carefully, but because I, I, I get to know that they're coming from their heart and soul and that's important to me and that they want to share their gems of wisdom for you to live your best life. So at least thank you for sharing from your heart and soul, your wisdom on conscious living travel and embracing life. Namaste.
2: Namaste. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: for listening to the heart soul wisdom podcast with moira sutton i hope you enjoyed today's episode please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our facebook page create the life you love you will be part of a global movement connecting with other heart centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.